Hey guys, this is Thomas Brown, and welcome to the Thomas Vision Podcast. I'm a filmmaker currently based in Atlanta, and this podcast consists of conversations with the professionals I meet along the way. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Thomas Vision Podcast. Today, I have the legend. Oh, God. Master of disaster. <laughs> I have Charlton from Anijay Photography here. How you doing, Charlton? I'm doing great. Thanks, Thomas, for having me. Of course, of course. So Charlton and I have been doing photography together, I think, for the past two years. It's I think a little bit longer. A little bit that. longer than two years? Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe the past three years. He's a great photographer. He has a lot of things you know, going on in the back burner. Uh, but I, what I wanted to talk with him about is... Um, He's been doing a lot of travel wait- weddings lately. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of travel of weddings, destination weddings. So, um, but before we get into that, why don't you kind of introduce yourself and uh, kind of tell us how you got started in the business? Okay, um, Charlton and, and, and actually put it a little bit closer to. You. Yep, there All you right. go. Y'all can hear me. Yeah, you can pull it to you. You uh, can pull uh, it. Yep, right. there you go. Okay, it's nice. Oh, and then first we got we, you have a special guest with you that the people <laughs> can't see who are just listening. Bruno, who's this? He this brought his a puppy. Yep, Bruno is is the the mascot for NJ Photography, right, Bruno? He's well, cool. Bruno, welcome uh, to the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Charlton NJ. I own NJ Photography. I've been doing photography for the last 13 years, uh, 10 years on my own, and um, yeah, so far so good. Like everything's been great. Um, I love it. I love photography, all genres of it, um, from events to birthdays but weddings take over my life so i really don't have time to do much i understand that except weddings <laughs> now let me let me ask you charlton mm-hmm. we all know how the wedding industry Industries. can take over your life oh yeah and with it's, I, i'm really not sure it's really not the weddings okay. it's the post production it's the editing yeah that takes over our lives oh yeah H- have you been kind of working on things to kind of get that like so, you can do more outside of weddings to, to try to you know maybe getting help with get assistance, some free time yeah, and all that other stuff. Yes, I've done a lot. I've done a lot when it comes down to trying to minimize the editing time. For me, I would say most of my personal life is on the weekends when I'm shooting weddings, so I get to miss a lot of things. But during the week is the time that I have to edit at the same time. You know handle social media instagram calls and all that i've done everything from get an intern or you know even another aspiring digital media person not necessarily a photographer but um anyone that can help out with edits and all that other stuff and it's never really the same for me i'm very particular about my images so at the end of the day i still end up doing all my edits yeah. solo in myself and you know that's been the same thing with me but mm-hmm. i i uh so for those of you listening uh this is the third podcast that we're doing in the studio Come on. so i gave charlton a tour of the studio and so charlton you've seen we have the editing room we have yep. the desk in there now yep. we're just waiting to do a few other things before we bring the computers in there you have a but, solid so place. i'm going to really thank you i'm going to really be trying to get some you know to really build the team yeah. so i can get more done you know i, I want to do a lot more youtube i want to okay. do a lot more podcasts i've been sticking to the podcast so this right now is episode i believe 18 so right now like what? this week 
um, we just released episode seven. So basically what I do is I I waited until I got 10 podcasts recorded. Okay. And then I started releasing them. Going live. So, you know, so right now this will be released probably like six or seven weeks from now just so I can stay ahead of the game. So if I get sick or if I have to work, I'm not stressed. Another one, they're always coming out every Monday. Gotcha. So I'll edit this tomorrow and just schedule it. Oh, wow. And then the video will be scheduled, the podcast will be scheduled, mm-hmm. and so eventually I'm going to have one of my assistants take over that job, so that way I could just record them, give it to them, they edit them, schedule them. So much yeah. smoother. So yeah. much smoother, Yeah, but it, it's, it's, it's really been working out, and I've really been excited to do the podcast and just learn people like yourself, your stories. Yeah. It's really interesting. We work together all the time, but when we're at a wedding, we, we really don't get have to... Have time to bond Yeah, to talk. talk. We just... We're, we're working. Yeah. So, um... Let's talk about first. Why don't you tell me what do you like about weddings? What, what do you like about weddings? Honestly, the excitement of a wedding. Um, to be honest with you, before a wedding, I'm always nervous. Like every wedding, still to this day. Um, but once I'm there, the adrenaline that comes out, the creativity that like kind of flows through me, the timeline, you know, certain things that just makes makes capturing one's day interesting um at the end of it all once they get their images back the reaction um is what makes me love what i do and continue to do what i do because you know it people plan weddings for as little as a month to about two years in advance and on average most clients have like a year of planning so to see it all come together and then being like hey you're the one that created that video thomas you're the one that did the the images that's going to last forever for me charlton and they appreciate that you can see that they genuinely love it it's that's what that's what makes me happy it makes me love weddings um, my favorite part about weddings is actually eating the cake though oh I don't ever get a chance, really, no, at Charlton. Now, that last that wedding I did, the last <laughs> wedding we did at Chateau Elan, mm-hmm. I got to have a, a piece of cake, okay. and then I, um, I, you know, got to sit down and enjoy it real quick before we took that long drive home. Uh, but most of the time, when I'm, because, you know, we, we normally don't get to have cake when the guests are eating cake. Yep. And normally at the end of the night, when I do weddings, most of the time the cake is gone, <laughs> you know, by the time I get a chance to get to it. Um, one thing I, I definitely wanted to talk about before we get to the destination wedding piece mm-hmm. is, like, when I see your photos, mm-hmm. they're just so... Oh Lord! It, it's, like, right. it's, it's like it's like it's um, like <laughs> sometimes looking at it like a fantasy. Really? Picture. Yeah, I, I oh, just wow. think there's so much ma- magical. Oh yeah, wow! There's so Thanks, much magic Thomas. in it. So <laughs> when you're and I, and I always wonder. I mean, I I always try to look at things from a different a certain perspective when I'm doing my videography. But I right. think you capture your moments, these beautiful moments. Um, with the dress just in the air, it's flailing, and you know all the other creative things you do. Mm-hmm. How do you? Was that a, an experience thing that brings that, or is that just something that you um, just always had in you to be able to capture those type of uh, magical shots? Um, it's a, it's a var- variety of both. So when I started photography, if anyone ever asked me would I be a wedding photographer, I'd be like, no. I started doing cars and you know like models and all that other good stuff. And um, I love the creative side to that when it comes down to, you know, photography. So I brought that to weddings and I like to make my clients feel like a million bucks. I love editorials. I love stuff that's different. I don't really like the old school, traditional 1993 poses. So I try to, you know, step outside of the box. And then also given the area that 
I'm in and I do most of my work is in Atlanta. A lot of people are here. There's a lot of photographers here. So I'm always thinking of, hey, what will make my stuff stand out? You know, what pose can I do that's different? What what is something else that's different that I can do outside of the ordinary that, you know, when they look at their pictures years from now, they'll just be like, dang, that was fire. So <laughs> that's how I, um, I approach it. And that's that is where that comes from. Yeah. I'm always trying to make my next wedding better than my last. That's awesome. Well, um, I have done my fair share of destination weddings, and I know you have done a lot more <laughs> than I have. Let's first talk about the the planning. I mean, it takes a lot of planning to know what to bring, mm-hmm. um, you know, to know how to shoot when you get, get there mm-hmm. um, because you're in a new place. Yep. So let's talk about that. What, what are your first... I guess, kind of thoughts you have when you book that wedding, you know, either overseas or in another state. Um, Like, how do you plan beforehand to Um, to get there? When it comes down to destination weddings, when I first started, Mm -hmm. I used to overdo it. I used to overstress. I think that's what I was. You used to bring too much stuff to? Too much stuff. Mm -hmm. I did way too much. But now um, it's fairly easy and I love it. Um, I like being in a new environment. I like challenging places. I like something that I've never done before, you know. Um, So when it comes down to planning for a destination wedding, I usually, of course, the guest count matters the most because sometimes um, I don't have to bring in a second shooter. It could just be myself. But if it is just myself, it's going to be a little bit more equipment, you know, a little bit more time in the day um, as far as shooting goes. So now... Um, I researched the venue. I want to see where they're getting married. You know, what the, the air is going to be like. Is it going to be something indoor? Is it going to be in a tent? Is it going to be out on a beach or something like that? Or is it going to be in a whole nother country in a castle where, you know, they're strict on certain rules? So those are the things that I look up first. And then I base uh, my lenses and lights and all that stuff according to that and how many guests they're going to have. Um, when I first started, out, I thought the bigger the gear, the better the photography wrong 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 um now i just go with things that work for me as far as lighting goes as far as um as far as you know lenses and everything like that whatever works for me is what i now work with and my typical stuff that i use on a on a a wedding that will be local is pretty much what i'm going to bring on a wedding that is destination um just a tip of advice to other photographers never check in your equipment just <laughs> never 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 carry that thing on <laughs> i wanted to ask you have you moved to mirrorless yet are you still using uh dslrs i am still using dslrs so, have I you love, tried mirrorless yet? i love mirrorless okay i love mirrorless but for me i'm always going with what's comfortable for me at of the course. moment um Probably next year is when I'll actually switch, make the full switch over to it. As of now, no, DSLR is my baby. Like, yeah. I, I know it like the back of my hand. I don't have to worry about other things or looking up certain things right now. But until 2020, that's when I'll make the next change. So I just, I like to hold on to gear for at least two to three years yeah. before making another, you know, re-switch of everything. You Nikon like or Canon? I am Nikon. Nikon. So you know Nikon came out with the, I did a video on it that did really well on my other YouTube channel uh-huh. on the Z6. They have the Z6 and the yep. Z7. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So that may be a good option for you because you can use a lot of your glass that you already have With. on the Z6 and Z7. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got to check that out. I and, definitely got to check that out. Yeah. Now, the only downside to... Now, they may be coming out with a Z8 eventually, but the only downside sure to will. the Z6 and the Z7 is that it does not have the double SD card. They actually don't use SD card. It's uh, They use key... What is it? Q XQD. Yeah, XQD cards, mm-hmm. uh, which are higher quality, but they don't have a double slot for them. So oh, they can't fine. back up. Yeah, that's fine. So, that's fine. So, um, but now once you, well, well first, let, let me ask, how, do, how did you get your first Destination Wedding? Mm-hmm. Was that the one? Uh, Charles and I have done some other videos before mm-hmm. um, together, and I think your first one, was that for someone you used to shoot for? No, no. My no, okay. first destination wedding, it actually came from a planner. She moved to Canada now. Um, but she was a planner, a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And um, my first destination wedding was in Barbados. And okay. that was, <laughs> that's so funny because I'm going back to Barbados. Oh, nice. But um, uh, my first destination wedding was in Barbados. And it came from a planner. The couple didn't live here. I think they actually uh, were based in the UK. And they were getting married in Barbados. And it was only me. And at the time, I asked my mentor, then um, Ross Oscar Knight, you know, what should I use and things like that. And he gave me some really good advice. Of course, I took that and added my own and overdid it my very first time. But whew, each wedding, each destination is, is always different. And my first one was a whole learning experience. My first, well, one of my first destination weddings was a wedding I did in New York. It wasn't outside of the country. Okay. And that's why. And you're I, from I, New York, right? I'm from yeah. I'm originally from New oh. York. And I, like you said, mm-hmm. I went all out. I was using the C100 Mark IIs at the time. Okay. And I brought probably like three suitcases of equipment. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, <laughs> it was hot. It was New York in the summer, and so I was drenched. You know, uh, drenched. Yeah, trying to bring all the stuff around. So after that. Um, I had a wedding outside the country. Okay. And that's what made me switch to mirrorless uh, cameras because they were just so much, much smaller. Better. Yeah, so that's why I mentioned the, the, the mirrorless cameras uh, mm-hmm. to you because they're just, they're, they're just so light. Yeah, that's another yeah. thing too. I'm used to heavier big bodies. I don't know. It's something yeah. I like them. I like the way they feel. So, I mean, I'll get back into it when yeah. it comes down to it. But, but what I was going to say is what I really learned from doing the destination wedding where I decided to go mirrorless and bring less equipment mm-hmm. is that when you bring less, I feel like I'm more creative because yep. I, stopped, I stopped kind of worrying about the equipment and I started worrying about the creativity yeah. more. Like what can I, and, and now it's, it's so funny. Now when I do weddings, even in Atlanta, yeah. I'm saying, okay, what's the least amount of equipment that I can bring, can bring, but then still give the same effect or even more? Because yeah. when you're lighter, you can move around the venue more. You can, mm-hmm. you know, get to more places. And mm-hmm. um, so that that's kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to go as light as possible yep. so that I can tell the best story yep. possible as well. And you don't lose equipment. Yeah. You don't lose pieces. Whew. So now, how do you deal with uh, lighting? I know a lot of, um, well, not really not a lot. I will say some photographers like yourself mm-hmm. um, are embracing LED and, mm-hmm. you know, still do traditional flash mm-hmm. as well. When you're doing the destination weddings, um, what do you still take both? Or I do. Or do you just one another? I do. Yeah. Um, I take, lighting's very big for me. Um, a lot of my 
clientele is mostly African-American and I want to take pictures everywhere at nighttime in the reception room with the, you know, the up lights and everything like that. But at the same time, I still want the images to look real and not overdone. So for me, I always bring both because I don't know my lighting conditions. If it's somewhere that's going to be like, that's going to be massive. Let's, well, not massive. Let's say a, re, a reception with 200 guests. I know there's going to be about 20 tables. Um, I'll definitely, you know, mix my lighting as far as strobes and uh, LEDs. But LEDs are, I feel like they're easier for me. Um, it's, it's I love them the as point. a videographer when you guys right. are using them because it, it gives it, me some it's light. It's easy, you know yeah. what I mean? And <laughs> you don't have to worry about it too much. There's not too much controlling. Um, and um, I usually have a, a lighting assistant with me, you know, when it comes down to weddings. And um they just make it easier. You know what I mean? They set it up for you and it's it's done deal. It's gone. With strobes, you got to make sure the, the settings are right. You got to make sure it's adjusted. And meanwhile, you have the planner in your ear talking about you have 30 seconds. So um, that's why I use mainly LEDs. And, and I do bring you, them with destinations. Yeah. Well, and I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned that, that, you know, they're a little bit easier when it comes to the settings. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure like yourself and other photographers, you've been doing it so long that you kind of kind of know your know. strobe settings, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much. But I, I would also think it's easier when you're using the LEDs because you could just see with your eye. You're kind yep. of seeing exactly what you get. You're seeing the mm-hmm. shadows. If you're going to try to go with a dramatic look, yep. you can already see that. And then you can just... You know, just hit snap hit it, and you yeah. on to the next. Yeah. Yep. And Thomas, you know, I I I'm I work fast. So I'm click mm-hmm. click next. Let's click click. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let me tell you. Sometimes when I'm doing the weddings of Charlton, Charlton is super easy to work with. He's super fun to work with. But sometimes he works so quick. Sometimes I'm like, Hey, Charlton, why don't we just work shot. side by side just so we can knock out this reception? He's like, No, Thomas. You know what? I think I'll work by myself with this one because you know I need like ten seconds, you know, for each shot, and he just needs like a half a second, you know, and just move on. So I'm always like in yeah. and out. I'm always in my brain, like the way I'm thinking about creative shots and all that. I'm just like, click, got it. And I didn't want to lose the next shot mm-hmm. that I'm thinking. So I'm, well, don't want to lose the next shot that I was thinking about. So then I, uh, that's why I run so quick, like through yeah. our weddings. I'm like, no, no, I get it. So now when you're um, doing a lot of destination weddings, a lot mm-hmm. of times you are meeting the couple for the first time once you get there. Yes. Right? So how do you kind of deal with that? How do you make them comfortable um, with you? Um, what you see is what you get. Thomas, you know me. I'm a big old clown. I like to laugh. I like to have fun. Um, so initially, when it's a destination wedding, if they can't meet me in person, if they're not visiting Atlanta or something like that, I usually hop on a FaceTime call with them. Okay. And for me, a uh, relationship is very big for my clients. I don't like to have a contract and here's your image type of relationship. I want to know the couple. I want to know, you know, like... What do they like? What do they don't like? You know, and I get to get a good feel of them by, you know, following them on social media or, you know, just speaking with them via text and then also having uh, conference calls, you know, at least a week before the wedding during the consultation, of course. And if they're going to do an engagement session, that always helps out a lot. So some people still do engagement sessions with a destination wedding. However, with the uh, engagement session that's that's the time that i usually get to bond with them but if i don't meet them like you said before getting to the wedding technology now it's yeah it makes it a lot so easier at least it makes so you it can a lot see face to face yeah yep so um staying on destination weddings what was probably your favorite place that you've gone so far louis valley france oh um, wow I had okay a client they got married in a castle 
and it was just an tell experience. us about that trip like just walk us through it did you take a train did you take a plane <laughs> kind of tell us a little bit about that trip maybe it was about like three minutes just it walk was us my through. first time to europe and i was super excited i was nervous at the same time because i was going to italy and i didn't i didn't know anything about it and not only that it was in louis valley louis valley is like the home of castles so there's a lot of antique stuff there's a lot of huge homes and stuff like that so um landing at the airport i landed in paris and then i took a two-hour train ride was that your first time in paris it was my it first, was first time, time. Oh, okay. it was my first time and of course from an international flight i was so tired i fell asleep and i thought i missed my stop so the bride gave out you know an itinerary of you know like how to get to where we're going and i thought i missed my stop I thought I missed my stop. And um, now, I, let me ask you, and I'm sorry to stop you. So mm-hmm. when you were leaving the airport uh, in, the, in the cabs there, you took a cab to your next stop or? No, I took the train. You took the train. Uh, was took, it really difficult because of the language or did they have some things in English? It was. Um, and some people helped out, you know, that knew that I was from America. And yeah. then some people kind of just. So everything was in French. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so it. it it was a f- interesting trip because um, someone definitely got me on the train. I woke up and I thought that I missed my stop. From missing my stop, I, I think I won't, I won't say a conductor or a serviceman that was on the train. Uh, he had a little machine in his hand, and I asked him. I showed him my paper, like, "Hey, this is where I'm going." And I was like, did I miss it? I thought I missed it. And he was just like, "Yeah, you missed that stop already. Um, it's going to cost you X amount of pounds or whatever to." Uh, to get to, to get, get to the, yeah. yeah to get to where we're going so i paid this man and i went to go sit down and not even two minutes later the stop was coming up so i did not miss my stop he just didn't understand right what saying. no he just got me because oh, he just made the money so I, and it didn't hit me until later he didn't give me a receipt or nothing like that fast forward to getting to the uh the wedding venue um it was a beautiful castle it was a nice room they had me they took care of me. They took care of all their vendors and um, shot the wedding in a uh, a clear tent out on the lawn. It was it was beautiful. It was great. It was my first real, I, well, not real, but it was my first experience out in Europe. And it was amazing. It was amazing. That's awesome. Well, um, I know. So you live, you currently live in Atlanta for yes. everyone who's listening. And I, I would say at least from looking at your Instagram, that you also do a lot of photography in Miami. I do. You do. Now, do. do you do almost just as much in Miami that you do in Atlanta or? I do or close to a it? lot in Houston. In Houston, okay. Yep. Um, I do a lot in Houston, New York, and Miami. I'm from Miami, born and raised. Um, so I think that makes it a lot easier because a lot of my mates and friends that I went to high school with, they're now like, you know, getting married. And from that, you know, different planners and venues, just like just as it is out here in Atlanta, I'm a big networker, um, even though I'm a very shy people person. But <laughs> I I like to network. So um, Miami brings me down a lot. It brings me down to Atlanta a lot. I would say. In previous years, I would do 80% of my weddings in Atlanta, but now that has dropped to about 50% Atlanta and then 25 Miami and Houston, and the rest is all over the world. If there are other photographers or videographers or planners out mm-hmm. there who want to explore the world of doing destination weddings, mm-hmm. 
like and I, I talked about networking so much yep. you know on this podcast but you know how would you suggest you know going about getting weddings in other states or countries um if they if they're not there for work already or they're trying to like break into another state is mm-hmm. what, what yeah. you're saying mm-hmm. ooh <laughs> is it a luck thing you think is it luck I don't going? think so. Mm-hmm. I think I think everything goes by confidence. You know, if you believe in yourself and you know your work and your craft and you meet someone that you want to work with or, you know, you want to get more work out there, I say go for it. Thomas, you're one that you speak. You, you say what's on your mind. You know what you like and what you don't like and your work speaks for itself. So when people see that and they know, hey, Thomas just moved to Wyoming and <laughs> oh man, Wyoming. <laughs> we, need, we need a videographer. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you meet one or two people out there and they see your stuff, it's going to be a no brainer for them unless they're just kind of blind and they don't see how good your work is. Um, but I feel like everything is a confidence thing and, you know, knowing your craft and owning it, it'll show. I say if you master or you do really good at what you do, I feel like the work will come on its own. Yeah. No, and I, I, I totally agree. Uh, my first destination wedding I got from a friend. Okay. It was my. Uh, one of my really good friends from college is uh, sister, and so I did uh, her wedding, okay. her destination wedding, and then I just you know kept networking. Then I got a wedding in Jamaica, and nice. so I, I really feel that, like you said, with networking before, mm-hmm. networking is going to be your best way to get to any- get out there, yeah, to mm-hmm. get out there and get anything new and different. And then other than that, you really want to work on social media as well for anyone yes. out there. Instagram, YouTube. I, I'm really going after YouTube hard, you know, because mm-hmm. as You're you know, YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I started YouTube before um, I was doing weddings on my other channel, and now I'm really trying to get back into it. And that's another reason I'm trying to get this editing, mm-hmm. you know, big going, just so I can have tackle a lot of my client work mm-hmm. and um, you know, kind of focus on YouTube. And I would like to do a lot more destination weddings as well. I didn't do that much this year. I think I did about. Two out of state. I have about two more I out mean, of state, you but I didn't do any studios, out of countries. You open in oh. massive <laughs> offices. Not even this is a this is a this is a building. <laughs> so I mean, I get it, Thomas. I mean, and some years are like that. I feel like the wedding industry is always like on a up and down yeah. slope. Some mm-hmm. years you have way more. Some years you have way less. So yeah, it's all good. Well, Charlton. Thank you so much for That's coming it. to the podcast. Let me it. tell you, the time That's went it. by fast, right? <laughs> it did. That was 26 minutes. Yeah, 26 oh, wow. minutes. Yeah, time went by fast. Um, where can people find you? Um, website, www.enej.com. That's I-N-I-J-E.com. And then also on Instagram, at enejphoto, I-N-I-J-E-P-H-O-T-O. And... Um, for you guys, Charlton and I have something big coming up, mm-hmm. a workshop coming up. Charlton will be a part of it, and we will we will be announcing that very soon. So, guys, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank you all. Thanks, Thomas. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening in today, consider subscribing to the podcast. See you next time.